The Chicago Blackhawks are in the middle of their all-star break, so I figured it would be fun to give out some midseason awards. Tune in to find out who I named Team MVP, most improved and biggest disappointment so far this season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then do me a favor, please go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which, by the way, you're going to want to do because for those who still may be unaware as of now, I will be giving away two free Blackhawks tickets to a game sometime here in the second half of the regular season. And all you have to do in order to qualify first you got to leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And second, you got to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. You got to be sure to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review as well. That's how I'll be checking to see that you're subscribed. Got to do both in order a chance to qualify for those two free tickets. So make sure to go do that. And with every episode now having a video uploaded to YouTube every day as well, it only makes sense to go and subscribe to the channel. So make sure to go do that while you're there. Smash the like button down below on today's video. That helps me out tremendously as well. And last but not least, go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications. And that way you can get notified when the episode comes out each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thanks again for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. And as you have already heard by the intro of this video, I will be giving giving out some mid-season awards with the Blackhawks being in the middle of their all-star break. Got to kill some some time with these episodes somehow, folks. So figured it would be fun to go through uh, team MVP, most improved, heaviest hitter, uh, defensive MVP, all that good stuff. I figured it would be fun to talk about who, who I thought uh, would fill, fit in for all of those categories. So Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it. Why waste any more time? Starting off with Team MVP as the Blackhawks sit 15-29-4 as they've reached the NHL All-Star break. I'm going with Max Domi, and I don't think it's really a debate, especially when foreshadowing here a little bit. I'm also giving away a defensive MVP award. So the other guy who personally was in the race for Team MVP, uh, I'm going to be going with in the other category. So Max Domi, for me, winds up being Team MVP, and he's been a nice surprise for the Blackhawks this season. I, I figured he'd slot in, you know, be able to hang in there at least with Patrick Kane. Um, and early on in the season, you could see they, they struggled a little bit to connect, and I thought Domi got off to a slow start. But the last month and a half, two months, he's been pretty spectacular, and I think has earned 
MVP of the Blackhawks in the first half of the regular season here is 14 goals, leads the team, 21 assists, only trails Patrick Kane, and his 35 points is more than number 88, actually, which I don't think a lot of people would have expected for the Blackhawks uh, coming into the season that Domi would be out producing Patrick Kane at the NHL All-Star break, but that's the case right now, and Domi's been more you know, capable offensively. I think even I was giving him credit for during his sluggish start. You know, I said that uh, it was clear that he wasn't capable of playing at the same level as Patrick Kane night in and night out. And while that still may be true, uh, Domi's certainly picked up his offensive game from what he's produced, at least in the past couple of seasons. Uh, He was once a 72 point producer, believe it or not, for the Montreal Canadiens back in his day. But ever since then, really been right around a half point per game, if that. So for him to have uh, 35 points and be leading the Blackhawks in that category and be the leading goal scorer tied along with Jonathan Taves and uh, Taylor Radish. But for the majority of the last couple of weeks, Max Domi's been the lead in that category to go along with how good he's been at the faceoff dot that was another major concern that I had coming into this season about him playing on that top line with Patrick Kane because in the preseason and in training camp it was pretty clear that Luke Richardson wanted those two playing together that's really how he split things up the entire way leading up to the season and there were some questions about whether Domi was going to be able to win enough draws as a top line center. You know, a guy who's going to be out there on the ice a lot because you want Patrick Kane on the ice a lot. So obviously um, there, there were some worries there, but Domi's been really solid in that area. He's won 55.5% of his faceoffs this year, answered the bell better than anyone had expected. And to go along with just kind of the rugged and, and gritty sandpaper-ish type game that he plays with, uh, that's the type of presence that teams need up and down their lineup. So I think that's really what's going to make Max Domi intriguing at the trade deadline for a couple other teams to go along with the clear-cut offensive abilities that he's shown. Now, when he gets traded to another team, he's not going to be playing with Patrick Kane. So probably not going to be putting up the same type of numbers, but showing that he's more than capable to to contribute. And also was a guy who played an impact for the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs last year. So I definitely think there's going to be some interest in Max Domi at the deadline. Uh, I, I think best case scenario, which I wouldn't put out of the realm of possibility as the Blackhawks do end up trading Domi for, say, a second round pick. He becomes an unrestricted free agent in the offseason. The Blackhawks give him a, a pretty substantial contract offer. They're certainly going to have the financial means to do so. And then Domi comes back and resigns with the team for like a three or, or four year deal because it's clear. The Blackhawks are happy with what he's done, and Domi seems to be really happy here. He's kind of had no complaints despite the Blackhawks being at the bottom of the standings. He's been all smiles, really seems to be uh, enjoying playing for Luke Richardson as well. So he just kind of fits in, and the Blackhawks these next couple of years are going through a time where they're going to need some veterans that are going to help this team go through the rebuild. And if Max Domi can bring a positive attitude to the ice every day and be playing with that determination and that grit that he provides as well on the ice every game. Shoot, I think that's a pretty good leader for some of these guys to be learning from. So um, credit to Max Domi for having a, a really good season here for the Blackhawks and pretty much 
all areas. Like he's been producing on the power play too. Seven power play goals is tied for the team lead. He's got 14 power play points. And looking at even his deeper analytics, he's got a 50, even 50 uh, Corsi four percentage on the season. So been one of the few guys for the Blackhawks that has been regularly on the ice in the offensive zone. And he's also been on the ice for 53 goals, four to 41 against at even strength. Pretty substantial. If you go and look at the Blackhawks goal margin this season or the goal differential, uh, it is no bueno, sir. So for Max Domi to have been on the ice for 12 more goals at even strength than he has been against. Yeah, he, he's been really solid in all areas. I've been really impressed. We'll see if he ends up getting dealt at the deadline. I do expect that to be the case with him having such a strong season, but you never know whether that happens or not. There still could be a future for him in Chicago the next couple of years because they clearly seem to be a match on both sides. So I'm going with Max Domi as the Blackhawks team MVP through 48 games so far this season. Did not think I would be saying that coming into this season. Next up, I have defensive MVP. I'm going to go with, no surprise here, Jake McCabe, who's had a lovely bounce back season for the Blackhawks this year after he went through a lot of ups and downs last season. Didn't go the way that he thought it was going to go. Basically the same narrative for the Blackhawks entire season. But at the end of the year, he started to find his rhythm a little bit more and more. Um, actually went on to set a new career high in total points. So offensively, he was having a decent season. It was just clear early on. Um, he, he just wasn't being able to kind of get comfortable back there. New teammates, Jeremy Colleton was the head coach at that point, kind of running an interesting system. Even when Derek King came in as the interim head coach, he still was kind of running what Jeremy Colleton had implemented. So um, it was kind of wonky all of itself. But to see McCabe have the season that he's having this year, it, it's been really awesome and well-deserving. I mean, the dude's a warrior night in and night out. He always brings his A game, brings the tenacity, does the little things that really make a team go. And, you know, even when you're at the bottom of the standings, you need those guys, those veterans that are willing to put it all on the line despite the losses piling up. And Jake McCabe really has been that guy and taken on that role willingly for the Blackhawks this season. And it's been awesome to see him as a result, have a, have a really big bounce back year and kind of prove to everyone that he's still a really sturdy defensive defenseman. Unfortunately for him, it's just coming on another bad team. The dude's never really sniffed the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. He's another guy who could end up getting dealt by the Blackhawks because of he, because he's having such a good year. But McCabe's played in 45 games for the Blackhawks this season, two goals, 12 assists for 14 points on pace also to be really close to setting a new career high on top of last year once again here for the Blackhawks. He's averaged 19 minutes and 20 seconds of time on ice. I think that's only going to grow in the second half of the season or for as long as he's here with the Blackhawks because pretty clear at this point he deserves to be on the top defensive pairing with Seth Jones should have happened right out of the gate I don't know really why Luke Richardson was even tinkering with Jack Johnson up there but the end result you know better late than never as they say it's clear that Jones and and McCabe um you know they've been playing some really good hockey as of late and I don't think it's any surprise that the Blackhawks have won seven of their last 11 games coming into the All-Star break it's not a coincidence that those two things coincide when you get your top defensive pairing that's on the ice for darn near half the game really playing steady both ways 
um, that's going to be a huge factor in, in your team and it's going to go a long way. So great to see, you know, players don't tank as much as the Blackhawks fans and even myself want to see this team losing. For all the hard work that a guy like Jake McCabe puts in night in and night out, it, it's nice to see them rewarded, and it's what keeps those guys going. They don't tank. They want to win every game. Now, the reality of the situation is clearly that's not going to happen, but Jake McCabe's still putting in the effort night in, night out regardless. Uh, he leads the team with 98 block shots. By the way, he's just been a monster to go along top alongside of 98 hits. So he, he's been rugged and physical, which the Blackhawks have needed out of their defensive core as well. And perhaps the most impressive stat of them all, I know plus minus isn't very significant in today's NHL and is quite frankly an overrated stat. But the fact that Jake McCabe is a plus two for this Chicago Blackhawks team, while their goal differential is, let me pull it up, minus 58. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. Um, uh, he's the only one with substantial amount of games under his belt this season. That's a positive for the Blackhawks so far this year. So that when, when that became like known to the public a few weeks ago that Jake McCabe, I, I think he was like a plus six or something a couple of weeks back. Uh, it was like, wow, someone on the Blackhawks is plus six. That's, that's pretty crazy. So yeah, I don't think any, any doubt about it that Jake McCabe has been the defensive MVP for this Blackhawks team. He really has been the anchor. And since he's been put on that top pairing with Seth Jones, it's really allowed for Seth to bring out the best of his game as well, which is on the offensive end. I think that's what makes them a really good combination. So it's going to be interesting if the Blackhawks do end up trading Jake McCabe. As of right now, sounds like there could be a first-round pick potentially on the table if the Blackhawks are willing to retain half of McCabe's $4 million AAV over the next two years after this season, which they certainly will be able to do, and they are expected to do that. So. If the Blackhawks can get a first-round pick for Jake McCabe, as tough as it is to trade a defenseman like that, having as good of a season as he is, I think you ultimately have to do it considering the Blackhawks are playing the long game right now. But either way, no doubt about it, as of the midway point of the season, Jake McCabe is the defensive MVP for the Blackhawks. Just for fun, I thought I'd talk about the goalie MVP just to give a little more, more credit and a Another shout out to my guy, Alex Stalock, who's been just a treat for the Blackhawks. One, he's been healthy this season. Not only has he been really freaking good, but he's also been really fun to watch. Plays a style like um, no one I really can compare to, off the top of my head at least. I mean, Stalock loves coming out of his net to play the puck. Um, fortunately, he's really good at communicating and now has built some chemistry with his teammates. So they're kind of on the same page with him. But uh, in the first few games of his Blackhawks tenure, when he was that aggressive, everyone was kind of like holding on to their seats like, oh boy, what is this guy doing? But now that we know that's just kind of part of his game and what he likes to do, um, it, it's fun to watch him night in and night out. The only problem is He's unfortunately suffered a couple of concussions this season that have kept him away from the ice, but make no doubt about it. He's been the Blackhawks' best goaltender when healthy this season. He's got a 6-6-1 record through 14 games with a 2.70 goals against average, 9-18 save percentage, and one shutout. I mean, to have numbers like that for this Blackhawks team, I know it's not the greatest body of work, only 14 games, but Stalock has been... I mean, one of the best goalies truly in the league. That is not an overstatement by any means. He's been that darn good for the Blackhawks. Like, really solid. I would say out of his, 
I think he's got 13 starts. 10 of them, double digits, have been quality starts for the Blackhawks. He's got five goals saved above expected this year. And another stat that really stood out to me for Staylock, 925 save percentage at even strength. On this Blackhawks team, that's really good. So I don't think there was any ever debate about it. Just wanted to give another shout out to my guy, Alex Staylock, for being goalie MVP for the Blackhawks so far this season. Hopefully he can get back and healthy on the ice for this team because he's a treat to watch and certainly makes watching the games uh, at least a little bit more fun because of his ability to keep the Blackhawks alive. All right, there are my first couple of midseason awards for the Blackhawks through 48 games. I will continue on here in just a minute, folks. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. The Super Bowl is here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America right now. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, then that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy easy. And for new customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you got to do is go and sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a much bigger payout with the same game parlay feature, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to lose. So football fans, don't miss out. The Super Bowl is less than two weeks away. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, just wanted to say thanks again to everyone out there for making the show your very first listen here each and every day. Now, for your second listen, go and check out a very relevant podcast for us Blackhawks fans, which is Lockdown NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. Plus, you can also get top prospect comparisons and NHL draft rankings for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL Prospects right now. It's available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Segment two, continuing right where I left off, getting into my next award that I'm going to give out. Biggest surprise or um, maybe uh, I wanted to say most improved but I didn't really know how to word this one. I guess I, I ultimately ended up going with biggest surprise. It's not the biggest surprise. I, I think it's a pleasant surprise is how I would put it. Is Taylor Radish's first half so far this season. It's been a pleasant surprise to see him pick up where he left off after getting acquired from the Tampa Bay Lightning down the stretch of last season. Radish has been um, a steady top six player for the Blackhawks so far this season. and analytically has been one of their best forwards. And with a goal the other night, uh, giving him 14 on the season, he's now tied with Max Domi and Jonathan Taves for the team lead through 48 games. He matches that with 10 assists to give him 24 points. And listen, if Taylor Radish can be a 25 to 30 goal scorer with 60, 65 points, a power play guy, a, a big net front presence, the Blackhawks will take that to go along with two first-round picks from the Tampa Bay Lightning, 
force Kachuk, maybe he'll be a fourth line piece. Probably not if I had to guess, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. Um, but the Blackhawks would certainly take that. Taylor Radish has been a really pleasant surprise for the Blackhawks so far this season. And I, I really like how Coach Luke Richardson has kind of just kept him on that second line with Jonathan Taves all year. We've seen Tyler Johnson on the left wing at certain times when he's been healthy. Philip Kershev has been off, been there more often than not when Johnson's been out of the lineup. But Radish and Taves, Kane and Domi, that's kind of been the steady one-two that Richardson has gone with this season. And I really think it's shown dividends in Radish's game. I've been really impressed with his goal scoring ability. He does a lot of good stuff in front of the net, takes advantage of his size, and he's also got a pretty darn good shot. I mean, he's shooting 18.7% so far this season. Now, maybe that's not a sustainable number, but I, I think from what we saw at the end of last season, on top of what we've seen so far this year, there's at least good reason to hope that he's going to be a, a above average goal scorer, maybe as a second line winger. Um, and then he also, uh, I misspoke earlier. I said, Max Domi had the most power play goals among any Blackhawks. That's not true. Taylor Radish has 10 power play goals to lead the Blackhawks. I apologize for saying that. Um, Taze was tied with Max Domi, but for Radish, yeah, it's been a really nice coming out party for him so far this year. And to go along with his ability to play tough in front of the net and provide some size there inside the top six, which boy, the Blackhawks have needed for quite some time. If you've been watching this show over the last couple of years, first off, let me say thank you. I really appreciate all the support, but if you have, then you'd know one of my biggest critiques about the Blackhawks in the last couple of seasons as they've tried to stay alive prior to entering this rebuild was they didn't have any size from their skill players inside the top six, like Alex Dabrinkit, Patrick Kane, especially Dabrinkit. I mean, hats off to him. He, he's really turned himself into more of a two-way player, but is he a top-line guy come the Stanley Cup playoffs with his just, you know, the size? It, it is an issue, and um, it, it's just something that I, I was clear throughout the roster, not just calling out Alex Dabrinkit. The Blackhawks, they didn't do a good job of putting some size around him to help kind of complement the game that he brings to the table as well. So to see a guy like Taylor Radish, a bigger body, provide offensively, and also I really like his game away from the puck too. A, a bit of a physical presence, not afraid to bang along the boards, a good four-checker, not the greatest skater, but uh, it's not a clear-cut weakness in his game or anything. He He's shown that he can be an all-around piece, too. I'm really excited about this kid's future. And again, from what we've seen so far um, in his Blackhawks tenure, I, I think the front office has to be happy about how this deal is looking, considering they still have two first-round picks from the Tampa Bay Lightning to make in the next couple of years. On the flip side, Brandon Hagel has sure looked like one heck of a player for the Bolts. That's how deals are done. You got to make it work for both sides more often than not, at least. Um, but yeah, Taylor Radish, really awesome job so far this season. One thing I forgot to mention too, 53.0 Corsi 4% this season leads all Blackhawks forwards. I think it is the highest on the team actually. So yeah, really solid season from Taylor Radish here. Been a very pleasant surprise in a top six role for the entire first half of the season.